Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? We've made it to episode 94, and that means that 100 is only six away. Good counting, Lily. Proud of ya. Yeah, it is. It's only six away. I'm great at math. Very exciting. We have an interesting episode today. We have some updates to the Sam and Colby topic we talked about a few days ago, weeks ago. What time is it? What day is it, actually, is what I meant to say. I don't know. We're filming this episode earlier than we normally would, so I feel like it's throwing mm-hmm. us off. Yeah, totally. But it was a recent episode, and I think that um, it's going to be interesting to see the, I don't want to say fallout, but like what happened after that went up, because apparently a lot. I don't know what we should start with. If we start with their response, or if we start with the video that one of you guys actually tweeted me that I found very interesting. Uh, Yeah, start with that. Why not? And also, if you're someone that's just watching this episode and you didn't watch our Sam and Colby episode, the TLDR of it, basically what happened was they went and filmed like four multi-part conjuring videos and they had this couple in it that has amazing psychic abilities where they can on command recite the alphabet and then the uh, ghost will tell them when to stop and they can form full sentences and ask any questions they want. It's beautiful, amazing. Some might say impossible. And that they were included because remember the, the ghosts requested to speak to Sam and Colby. And the ghosts allowed them to take a break. There was just funny parts in it, honestly. And we personally, along with many other people, believed that they were faking it. And the way they were faking it, in our opinion, was that they were like popping a joint, like the guy who's holding his wife or they're married right they're at least romantically involved i'm not okay they're married all right they kiss on the lips the guy is the one that pops his like joint or something and it's just whatever the point is they're faking it allegedly sam and colby are two youtubers i guess they were viners first and they were turned prank youtubers who now do paranormal stuff long story short they have a history of maybe not being honest with their content or like, you know, just questionable stuff. Well, and also not even necessarily with their content specifically, because a lot of people point out that are fans of them that they're super genuine and they don't think that they would do that. And I said in the last video, like, I'm not an avid watcher of their content, but they did used to collaborate with like Elton and um, what is it? TFIL, which they do a ton of paranormal videos that are like very clearly not real. So that makes me kind of like, okay, well maybe their videos, they're just, they could just be better at making it not as obvious that it's not real. Yeah, but it's already like, if you're authentic to participate with people who are allegedly not, that's interesting, you know? But we didn't say even that they were faking this. We didn't say that they were in on it. We said that maybe there was parts that were a little, We don't know. You know, that's a little strange. But ultimately, there was a few parts we gave them grace and we were like, you know, that seemed legit. That seemed real. The biggest being that um, Sam has a very visceral reaction to supposedly his grandma being contacted by one of the ghosts. Yeah. So that's the TLDR of it. We left it off saying we think this couple that they're working with that works in the Conjuring house is a hoax. We don't think they're legit. And we don't know if Sam and Colby are for sure in on it. That's where we kind of left everything. And now everyone and their mothers has come out with a video addressing this. The couple, Sam and Colby. The girl of the couple, her dad, who is the Ghost Hunters host. Oh, okay. People were like, oh, daddy came out to defend his daughter, which I like... That's fine. He's welcome to do that. Before we get to all of the responses that came out, which literally just came out yesterday, we're filming this on Thursday the 16th, the response from Sam and Colby, the response from Cody and Satori, the couple, and the response from the dad all just came out yesterday. But before we get to that, I want to show you guys part of a clip that one of you actually tweeted me and I kind of like clicked it being like, oh, what's this going to be? Then I saw it and I was like, Oh, this is some interesting context to add to the entire situation, which kind of confirms the suspicions that we didn't really lean all the way into. But let me know what you guys think. And Jesse, let me know what you think because you haven't seen it yet. Oh, I sure will. Okay, so this is a video. The channel is called The Side Eye Guy and it was uploaded 15 hours ago and only has under 13,000 views. The title is Police Called on Sam and Colby a Shocking Confession Plus Disturbing Misconduct at the Belair House, um, which apparently is a haunted property that people go to. Um, And before we even watch, I do want to point out that these haunted locations, I feel like have gotten, like there's been a surge in people wanting to go to haunted locations in the last 
several years. It used to be like, even when I think of like properties, like that the value depreciates if someone has died there. Now it almost seems like that would like increase the value because people are like, that's so cool because I wanna then turn it into like a haunted experience that people can come pay and stay at. And for those kind of locations, Sam and Colby are, it's like a Keith Lee situation where they have the opportunity to totally make or break your business. Your haunted business? Literally. Are you serious? Though. I mean, cause oh think God. of, they have 10 million subscribers. And the reason people go to haunted locations is because they wanna see haunted stuff. So if they watch a Sam and Colby video and see that they experience some crazy thing, they're gonna wanna go so they can also experience some crazy scary thing. Because at the end of the day, these are businesses. So even I touched on the fact that the Conjuring House, you can stay overnight. Like you could stay not in the house, but there is- You could stay near it. You can't stay in it. I looked into what their accommodations are and oh Just my a God. dog house in the back. No, I shit you not. It's like a glamping experience. <laughs> I figured, yeah. Like it's called gamping, like ghost camping. Is it like an RV, like a little trailer? No, it's like nice looking tents. There's one that's like a cabin. Like they have several options. My point bringing up the like, they know that they have a lot of power in this space that if they give a place a good review, then the place is gonna get a lot of business afterwards. I'll circle back to that, why I think that's important, but they don't show the best um, etiquette here, you would say. Okay. I just think maybe they are a bit jaded or potentially entitled because they're like, oh, well, we're gonna like help your business. We can do whatever we want, kind of. Somehow they happen to find out about this video before it even gets uploaded. This guy basically basically explains that he was making this video and then he got reached out to by someone on Sam and Colby's team before he even uploaded. Like somehow they figured oh. out that he was making the video. They didn't know all the information he had in the video, but they reached out and he goes into reading the email from the person on their team later. But Oh shit. So basically what this video includes is security footage from when they went to do a video at this place called the Belair House. It wasn't like secretly recorded security footage. They were aware that they were being monitored by security right, footage right. and they still exhibited this behavior which does call into question what would they have done if they didn't know they were being filmed he says in the video the guy that's making it says that the employee that gave him the footage wanted to remain anonymous but that employee i'm assuming is not the owner of the house is not in the video also interesting that i'm like is did, was he allowed to do that or was did he go rogue and like wanted to be a whistleblower <laughs> So this is the first clip that he talks about and he does break it down because the audio isn't like great, but it definitely like he explains what it says and that is definitely what they say. All right, now we get an outro of this. Uh, so what they say there is Sam goes, how are we gonna outro this? And then Seth, who's this other guy that's filming with them says, we're gonna have Kristen come back here. Kristen is the owner of this house. We're gonna have Kristen come back here and blow all three of us and then leave. I think he says. To which then Colby goes, yes. Colby's the one that fake cries? Uh, no. Opposite. Oh, that's the other one. Okay. <laughs> so Sam was the one saying, how are we gonna outro this? Then Seth says that, and then Colby positively reacts to the joke. And again, they knew that they were being filmed. So I think it was just that they didn't think she was gonna go through the footage, but like, Oh my God. So then he goes on to, exp uh, he gives some context before going into the next clip. Second clip needs a little explaining. Colby is sat on the sofa and next to him is a boo buddy teddy bear. This is not a toy. They are paranormal tools to help detect ghosts. They're actually surprisingly expensive. Anyway, my source told me this boo buddy teddy bear was property of the Bel Air house and they kindly allowed the boys to use this bear as part of their investigation. But it seems to talk a little too much, and this gets on the nerves of the ghost hunters. Which tells me they mustn't think it's a ghost touching it. They seem more annoyed that they can't shut it up. Funny enough, when the cameras are rolling for their YouTube video, every time the bear makes a noise, they jump up and down thinking it's a ghost or a demon. How would you shut the fuck up? Oh, fuck you. Oh. oh, shit. <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. No. Oh, yeah. 
grab this? Yeah. <laughs> so before I let the guy explain it, I just want to point out that you can tell that the energy, like this is when they aren't filming, the energy is very low. <laughs> they could literally be eating a Panera Bread right now. Like that literally does not look like you're in a haunted house at all. The camera turns on, they're like, did you hear that? But like, this is not. It. Right, so that's the guy explains. Like apparently when they're actually filming, anytime the bear says anything, they're like, oh my God, a ghost. And they're like freaking out because something is trying to communicate with them. Sam starts crying. <laughs> solve this oh yeah hey bear can you solve a rubik's cube on the count of three i'm gonna need you to solve that rubik's cube one <laughs> two three oh, oh my god wait no what, what? what? in new york county Conveniently, when they are not filming, no one seems to give two fucks if the bear makes any noise. I don't know who long hair is, but he is giving me major ick and he's stressing me the fuck out. He's like moaning, making the sexual jokes. Okay, it's so I couldn't much. tell if that was Colby or him doing the moaning noises. Oh, true, yeah. But either way, that gave me the ick as well. I'm like, okay, can we stop with the sexual moaning? Because that's unnecessary. And again, you're gonna get haunted fucking around with shit like this. You're gonna, like, this is not a game. Well, apparently they maybe allegedly don't believe in any of it. So that's why they don't seem to care. <laughs> so that's basically the vibe that this already sets up. And then we also have a clip later on that kind of confirms that maybe. But now the author will go on to explain why this is problematic even beyond that. I don't know how much I really think this is important, but. The knife you see Seth pick up is a display in the front room and I would assume is not to be toyed with. He then uses the knife to stab the bear. From the angle of the camera, we don't know if Seth is mimicking this as a joke or is actually stabbing the bear with the knife. I'm not sure if Colby's reaction is in jest or actual shock. I think that one's a bit of a reach. I don't think he was actually stabbing the bear and like poking holes in it. And I don't think Colby was actually shocked at him doing it. I think it was just like them being stupid. That said, now we continue the problem with the bear. Trying to trick us. And even the things that he was puppeteering may just be completely fabricated. I like that story. Come on, man. Yo, okay. What? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we might run into other spirits, but I have a feeling that it's more just be on the lookout because yeah. it could be a demon thing. We got to be careful of, one, Emily Davis, who is obviously a demon child, and then, two, lied. Because I don't know if you remember this, but Lyde was supposed to be a protector and somebody that will help you through these situations. But if it is something that is puppeteering her, it could just be a giant trap for Lord us to trust. Oh, yeah. it is so... Dude, the Sally House all over again. <laughs> no! Oh, you broke him! No! <laughs> you just fucking get killed in face Imagine if it talks again. <laughs> it's like, oh, why'd you keep me, bitch? <laughs> uh, also, in that clip, we see Colby roundhouse kick the Boo Bear teddy bear, which apparently is like hundreds of dollars and is not theirs. He apparently breaks something because he holds up a piece. And later we find out that they are trying to say that that was just like a battery that came out. But to me, it feels a little weird that they would like hold up a battery. If that was all that happened, I feel like that wouldn't be the reaction. Like they would just go put the battery back yeah. in or something. But they were filming here, right? Yes. But I mean, it, their videos are edited. Oh, you can edit. Yeah, that's true. So um, I'm assuming the roundhouse cake did not make it in their final cut. I right. I watched yeah, the video, but not. they're not exuding a ton of like super respectful vibes of both the dead and their house, that person's house that they're in. Like, it just seems like they're a bunch of like middle schoolers just running amok. Absolutely the vibe I got. And it just doesn't seem like they're even remotely uh, on edge or like a little scared of what might happen because no. it seems like they think that this is all bullshit. One of them even mentions like, imagine if it talked after that. They don't think the bear is legit. Like they don't think it's actually spirits talking. It's very clear. So now let's fast forward to yet another clip in a different room. Girl, I just like the shots is shut. Session number one, none of this shit is real. 
say none of this shit is real? He said, confession number one, none of this shit's real. And then they start laughing. So quick update here. Upon first listening to this and by the narration of the creator of the video we got this from, it is claimed that it is Sam saying that. But since filming, we've actually learned that apparently it's Seth, who is the third person that is on this ghost hunt with them. Because Seth actually has put out a statement since this video started to gain some traction. And it reads as follows. I'd like to take a moment to address the current controversy in regards to a comment made by me. To fill you all in, there is much more to this story than what has been shown to the public. Two years ago, I was filming a video with my friends at the Belair house and I made an inappropriate thoughtless comment about the owner of the house, which is referring to the blow us comment that we already heard. First and foremost, I want it to be known that I did apologize directly to Kristen, the owner of the Bel Air house, two years ago. I also want to extend this apology to all of my viewers. I want to make it clear that the footage you saw is not a proper representation of the person that I've matured into. This situation was a big learning experience for me, and I am now fully aware of the weight my words carry. I will also say I absolutely did not know I was being recorded when I made that inappropriate comment. We didn't realize we were being recorded on hidden cameras until the following day when we were asked to revisit the house to talk to Kristen. Like I said, there is much more to this story that has not been shown to the public, but this is how I handled myself at the time under those circumstances. Which I have to interject here and say that I'm not sure that makes it any better just because you didn't think she would hear it, you thought it was okay, but I digress. He continues, last I checked, we were on good terms and this was, in her words, water under the bridge. We hugged on our way out of the house and she even invited me and my friends back shortly after this incident to film another video at the house. As for the other footage that was released, there is also controversy around who said all of this shit is fake. That was me. It was 100% sarcasm in response to some hate comments we were reading on YouTube, which was absolutely taken out of context. I just wanted to clear that up too. Thank you for hearing me out, Seth. So, first of all, as I said, I, I don't think not knowing necessarily that you're being filmed in any way excuses that kind of a joke to be made, especially while on her property. Not that anywhere would have been acceptable, but that feels like a little bit of a strange defense, if you will. Um, as for the comment about all this shit being fake, this one's a little murky because he claims that it's in response to a hate comment, but he doesn't really give context to what the hate comment was. And in the context of the clip we see, it seems like he's just looking around the room saying that all this shit is fake rather than looking at his phone, reading something and then like looking up and making the comment. Obviously I was not there, so I can't sit here and say whether that's the truth or not. But given the behavior we already have seen, it does seem like maybe that was what he was referring to. And this is just how they're trying to <laughs> spin it to make it seem like that wasn't what he was referring to. But again, I was not there. I don't know for sure. And we're just giving you guys all the context that we have seen. To my knowledge, Sam and Colby have not commented on any of this. So while Seth did say that he had smoothed it over with uh, Kristen, the owner of the house, and that they hugged on their way out and everything and everything was cool, it doesn't change the fact that Sam and Colby were laughing at it <laughs> too. So it's like, it definitely didn't seem like out of the norm behavior. And yes, it was two years ago. I would hope they would have matured by now. But at the time, Seth was 22, it seems like. And Sam and Colby at the time were, it looks like, 24. So I, I don't know. I just think this still seems like maybe you shouldn't have been making those kind of comments. But just so you guys have the context, that is what we know according to Seth's statement. And again, I don't believe Sam and Colby have said anything, but we wanted to throw that in there. And at the time of filming this episode, we definitely were under the impression that it was Sam that made that comment. So if any of that seeps through, um, I think we cut any of the context we have to that. But if you get the vibe that we're talking about Sam in a way that we think he said that, that's why. And while we do only have Seth's word for what that comment was in regards to, if it was referring to the house, it's hard to ignore that Sam and Colby did seem to laugh about it. And it does fit in again with their earlier behavior where they don't seem to be taking the entire thing super seriously and don't seem to be particularly on edge. And the last thing I'll add there is that he also doesn't seem to mention anything about the bear situation, which I get that he wasn't the one that Roundhouse kicked it, but no one has mentioned the bear yet which I think is interesting considering that's why the cops seem to be called in the first place.
But, um, oh yeah, by the way, the cops get called. We'll get to that in a sec. Back to the episode. Oh, you got got, you got caught red-handed on Kansas camera. Oh shit. Yeah, that's it, bro. That's it, right? Wow. So, wow. Hmm. That's it. You totally got caught red-handed. Call the police. Like we had suspicions <laughs> Funny before. Funny you say that. <laughs> <laughs> because the police do get called. But we'll get to that in a sec. Anyway, continue. I just feel like this obviously confirms our suspicions before and it's kind of disturbing because they are really weirdly good at faking it. Like it's one thing to fake pranks that are stupid or whatever. This is a whole other thing. Like you're fucking with things that number one, people deeply believe in. And number two, like it's kind of just disrespectful. Like if this house is haunted because people actually died in it and shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, this is not the vibe. This is just not the right way to handle any of this. I don't know, it just feels icky. Well, and when I watched it for the first time, all I could think of was how I like very much recognized the fact that this is them normal. They turn it on for the videos. Any YouTuber that has been doing this a long time, I'm sure can, tell you that they have turned it on for the videos. I was just saying to Jesse off camera, I don't feel like that really applies to us now because we're just being totally ourselves and talking about things that we actually are interested in. But for example, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I never had to turn it on for a clever video when I was doing something that maybe like I was having a really shitty day and didn't wanna be there. And then I had to like pretend to be animated about some fucking weird beauty products. I think it's pretty clear that I'm not obsessed with beauty products. So it's not like <laughs> it was always fun. Yes, a lot of the time it was and I loved everyone I worked with. So that made it fun. But if you're like sick or something and it's like, oh, actually you have to come in and film this. Right, you're gonna have to fake it. So it's like, I would be sitting there and it'd be like, like, okay, are you ready? And it's like, yeah, okay, three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to Beauty Break. And like, you can watch old videos and see that it's like, I was overly enthusiastic at times because it's like, okay, turn it up to a 15. <laughs> that feels a little weird to do though, when it's like, whether you believe in haunted things or not, when that's the entire basis of your channel. Me faking enthusiasm for beauty products is not the same as you pretending you believe in ghosts when you don't. And also I can't put my finger on it because I know that like some people just don't believe that like we were talking about how you were a bit of a skeptic like you're not I'm a skeptic but I'm not a non-believer right but there are a lot of people who are and like I get that and obviously that seems to be what they believe as well so to them it may not seem like it holds like it's not very impactful to go somewhere and like just kind of fuck around but I do feel like turning it on for something as harmless as beauty break or something makes sense to me. And I know we're all just human. We're trying to like, you know, work and this is work for us. And like, yeah, you have to turn it on sometimes. But this is so much weirder than that because of the context of what they do. It's like something about this is really fucked up. Like you don't do this. I was turning it on because it's like, yeah, maybe I don't care that day about beauty products. I don't feel like something you can turn on and off is whether you're scared of like, if you're careful, respectful or scared of the paranormal. Like, that's something that shouldn't turn off. Yeah, and it's also so beyond unnecessary, even if you're a non-believer, to go into spaces like this where probably the owner and people that visit this house do believe in this, right? And to not give it the respect that it deserves, to just be like civil, like you have to be a little shit about it. That is just, it's so weird to me. Like I don't understand doing that other than it's just a character flaw or they've gotten way too rich off of this bullshit and they just don't give a fuck anymore. I just find it like kind of crazy that they're pandering so hard after being like this much of non-believers they're not like skeptics they're literally just they're like ah fuck this it's just someone blow me like literally they don't believe at all or care and they have made such a successful career i'm talking millions of dollars off of this content making other people believe that it's real like that's fucked up there's layers to it because there's one the just blatant disrespect of the owner of the house unrelated to all the paranormal stuff then there's the disrespect of the haunted aspect of it where it's like even if you don't believe maybe kicking the bear and like stuff like that that kind of plays right. into both of those then the third layer is your entire thing is like you don't have to believe this is what we saw and we believe it and, and like take that kind of backseat approach where it's like you can believe whatever you want but like we believe this because it happened to us do you though because it seems like you just turned it on for the camera and maybe it didn't happen or maybe it did and you just think it's like there's a lot of um interesting aspects to it i think this was bound to come out it's kind of funny the way it did come out because they could have pulled a brook house and just left a long ass clip of them like disrespecting the dead but 
they didn't and instead got exposed by security footage like a year later. That's interesting. So that's pretty much it for that clip. And then the last one that he shows has the owner come in. Do you think she was watching this live? Good question. I don't think they were there. Like, I don't think they stayed overnight. They do come back the next day. Oh, okay. And Kristen comes in the room and she is less than thrilled, you might say. So she saw the footage. Yes. Oh, ooh, this is good. I know. It literally, it feels like uh, like kids going into a principal's office and getting scolded. Yeah, kids. Sorry. 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 stomping and just like you could tell visibly annoyed and then sits down to basically scold them. So I reviewed a lot of my you know you guys were on camera. Yeah. If you miss that she goes you guys know that you were on camera and they go yeah. Oh boy. What? You do? And you're (laughs) what are they gonna say though like no. True but like oh my god. It records everything. Very important point here Kristen asked the three boys who looked like they've been scolded by a teacher for misbehaving in class, you know you guys are on camera, and they all nod and say yes. They were not recorded without their consent or knowledge. And it makes me ask the question, how much worse would their behavior have been in this house if they were not aware they were being recorded? Then the cops arrive. And everybody downloaded everything because they were super fucking pissed off. And I was Um, said I reviewed all of it and I was really fucking pissed I was up all night and I can't tell what she says after that oh shit so which part of the basement side of it that's good very good I'm still good not the police FBI open up (laughs) yes I think that's fucked that they potentially broke the bear and like that they're being rude do I think it's a situation that warrants the police getting involved I would maybe see if they would pay it first and if they didn't then involve the police but it feels a little aggressive to just have the police come I agree I mean the bear is I think they showed it was like around $600 something like that that is a lot of money it was Australian money so I think they end up it says how much they pay I don't know what the conversion is but it tells us in a minute I think they paid like 300 something okay do I think that's a bit aggressive yes but like to each their own if she felt like it was necessary or she was concerned that they wouldn't I don't know whatever but um two cops have showed up now. So, you do fill this out. This is for the damage to the property. And after seeing the video, our police department is recommending sexual harassment charges as well. So, So he says that it's for damage of property and then also after reviewing the video that they're recommending sexual harassment charges as well to which then she says "Uh, can we talk about that so maybe she like doesn't want to press charges for that situation and I she doesn't end up doing it but hmm, teaches you not to make really gross inappropriate jokes especially when you're on camera but in general maybe don't do that some people are gonna be like what the fuck that's ridiculous and again she didn't go forward with those charges. But what I will say is that she doesn't know these kids. She doesn't know that guy who said like, she's gonna come in here and blow us. Like, what does that mean to her coming from people that she doesn't know? That's like a really scary thing to hear from random ass men or kids or whatever the fuck. Last thing from this creator is that he, again, received an email from someone on Sam and Colby's team. It claims to actually come directly from Sam and Colby. Like that is how the email is signed. But the guy is like, I don't think that they were personally emailing me. I think this was someone writing it on their behalf. But and says, hey man, just wanted to reach out and say we love your content. It's super funny and we appreciate what you do. Saw you've made a few videos on us in the past and thought the commentary was hilarious. In your recent video about Josh, you mentioned that you're working on a video about a channel who has destroyed someone's property. That is all apparently he says. He doesn't say that it's on Sam and Colby and he doesn't say any specifics. It's just about a channel who has destroyed someone's property. And yet Sam and Colby felt compelled to reach out because they assume 
It's about them. We saw that you're working on a video about a channel who has destroyed someone's property. We wanted to hit you up and offer any support we can. We assume this is talking about us because about two years ago, we had an incident at the Bel Air house where we were messing around with something called a Boo Buddy teddy bear, which is a piece of ghost equipment. Just so you have context on what happened, the next day we went to apologize to the owner and made sure the issue was resolved. We immediately gave her the amount of money to replace the piece of equipment as well as realized the equipment was not actually broken, but rather just the batteries had fallen out. Either way, we shouldn't have been messing around with the equipment that wasn't ours. Last we heard, we were on good terms with the owner, so we wanted to reach out and give context on what happened. Also, excited to hear what you think about our Cody and Satori response. Should be releasing that on Wednesday. Let us know, Sam and Colby. Oh shit, and they did release it on Wednesday, so this is legit, I think. Oh god. I actually do believe that that's them, and people have this like weird belief that just because someone's like a really, really big YouTuber or creator that they're like completely not gonna see anything that like, everybody sees shit that's said about them and stuff. Like, I don't doubt that they would actually send And especially something as damning as what this video is. Yeah, this seems like they wanted to get ahead of it for sure. And especially seeing like, okay, this person has a lot less subscribers than us. Like if we reach out to him, he may be like, so, oh shit, like they actually want to work with me on this type of thing. But this guy was not really phased by it and just included the email on the video. So it kind of backfired. It also seems like they had no clue that he had the security footage. Yeah, I don't know. I think that it's good to watch this because it definitely gives an insight into who these creators are like when these cameras turn off yeah creators are different people like the second I get off camera I go downstairs I take off all my makeup I put my hair up in a bun and I go live my goblin life like that's what I do so I think that yeah we're all different off camera we turn it on for the camera because nobody wants to be like a boring sheet of paper like literally just sitting here but this is so particular what they're doing and it is so dishonest that wow I'm kind of flabbergasted that they're this in on it like we thought oh they might be in oh no they're in on it like there's no no guessing. In my opinion, that's what this video did for me. It was like, confirmation? Got it. Yeah, I also saw on Reddit, uh, their Reddit is like popping off every day of people just like, you know, unleashing their thoughts. And someone just posted recently that they were deleting a lot of the comments on their new response of people calling out this video and being like, hey, can you address the Bel Air thing? And they're deleting them. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that because also I had watched their response and I scrolled down and all the comments are very much like, oh yeah, you guys, like we know you're super genuine and everyone keeps saying that. And I just want to remind people that just because you've watched them a long time doesn't mean you know them. Every single video I have ever and I mean literally ever put on the internet has been edited. I have never put like, just like raw footage online. Like, you know what people choose for you to know. That is just what it is. Like, do I think like we're who we are on this show? I would like to think so. Like, I think I get in trouble for that too often because I'm a little bit too much myself on the show. The topics we choose and stuff, like we wouldn't choose the topic if we were like ending and being like, oh, why the fuck did we talk about that? Like we we just wouldn't have talked about it. So I think this is probably the most authentic I've ever been on the internet is on this show. Yeah, I feel the same way because we're literally just sitting here talking about things on the internet, which again is things we already did offline and now we're just doing it, but we just get dressed to do it. Like that's basically it. But, oh, it's so weird. Okay, let's, I wanna see their response now because it's gonna be seen through a whole different lens in my eyes. What's up guys, it's Sam and Colby. Today, we're gonna be talking about The Conjuring House, but before we begin, we just wanna say thank you. This response to the series has been absolutely crazy. The last couple weeks have been nothing short of mind blowing. The checks have been fat. I don't know if you guys are gonna believe us or not when we say this, but when we were posting each episode, we would scroll through the comments and actually cry from some of the things people were saying because it was so impactful. Like in separate rooms, like crying, like, are you crying? Yeah, dude, I'm crying too, it's awesome. It's been an insane like past- Sorry to interrupt so soon, but don't you find that kind of a weird way to open it when they're addressing whether or not they faked it or not? Like to just be like, thank you for all the views, basically. I don't know, I found the whole intro strange you're like thank you thank you so like much. and they're very just like very smiley two three weeks to say the least our main goal whenever we make a video is just to share our experience with you guys and yeah that includes the funny stupid jokes the friendship stuff as well as the history location and what we experience mm-hmm. you know the things that we hear feel and see the conjuring house What we heard, felt, and saw was unlike anything we've ever experienced before. Everything that we shared with you guys and showed you in the four Conjuring videos on our main channel were our real experiences and reactions. At the end of all the videos, we asked for you guys to give us your opinions, and you guys gave us tons of feedback and dove deeper than Sam and I could have ever done, so thank you guys 
for that, we're gonna be talking about everything. But at the end of the day, there are still things that we saw with our own eyes that we cannot explain. The main thing we wanna talk about is Cody and Satori, a couple that we met the first day we arrived when we started our week at the Conjuring House. They told us about and then repeatedly showed us this insanely unique method to communicate with the afterlife. This method produces these knocking sounds and specific responses at a consistency that Colby and I have never seen before. And I don't think anyone has ever seen before. As you can tell from our reactions, it completely blew us away. And we just want to put it out there that if we didn't see this in person, we probably would not believe it. There are four main points that people want our opinion on. One, the fact that our family's information is available online. The Cody video of him doing the knocking method about 10 years ago. 11. Whether or not they are making knocking devices to create the noises, or four, the theory of popping joints. So first, let's talk about the information that we received from this method. After we left the house, we realized that all the information we got was in fact researchable, including, yes, my, my grandmother's nickname. I mean, I was- <laughs> Also want to just do a quick caveat that I did see some people mention, even in the comments of our video, they say that the grandma that Libby, the nickname and everything, and he reacts, he's like, no one would know that. Even after the name is spelled, Colby, who is his business partner and best friend, and supposedly this grandma was the one that, that gave them the mantra for this channel, which apparently is onwards and upwards. Why would he have to- ask who Libby Goldbach is. Well, I don't know because didn't Sam say that was her nickname? So maybe he knows her by another name, perhaps? Maybe, obviously, I don't know for sure by any means, but I did watch that back and the kind of obliviousness that Colby seems to have is a little odd considering if she played She could have also played in... a role just in Sam, like Sam suggesting that because of his grandma, but Colby doesn't really, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he very much like, maybe he just always referred to his grandma and not Libby, but just his reaction is a little odd. Yeah. I was having this full on breakdown, so I wasn't fact checking this, but yes, my grandma's nickname, Olivia, is online. In the moment, I was just blown away from the fact that I was getting a message directly from my grandmother. So yeah, in hindsight, someone could definitely have looked that up before I got there. But that doesn't mean it isn't amazing that when we took them to randomized locations around Rhode Island, they could describe the people that died as well as dates and causes of their deaths. In our opinion, unless they- So that is another aspect that we didn't discuss in the last episode where we covered it is in the video where they're debunking it or attempting to, they bring them to random locations and have them redo it. And in those locations, the couple talks to other ghosts. One time they go to a park, for example, and the spirit they talk to is someone that died at the school that's like right down the road. So people are like, well, how would they know that? Well, one, apparently Cody and Satori are from the area that they were going to these random locations. They go on to say like, people imply that maybe we told them where we were going, but we didn't. So you do just have to kind of take their word for that. It doesn't seem like that out of the, the realm of possibility that they would have been able to research mm -hmm. that ahead of time to me. Given them the information, I mean, yeah, that would explain it, but we didn't. And you're just going to have to take our word for that. Now let's talk about the video of Cody 10 years ago doing the knocking alphabet method without Satori. Not going to lie, guys, when we initially heard this, it caught us off guard because this was not aligned with the story that they told us. Again, we met them on day one at our week at the Conjuring House, so all we knew about them was what they told us on camera. When we saw this video, we immediately called Cody and Satori and they gave us more information on the timelines of their knocking method. On the phone, Cody said he's been investigating the paranormal for years and has heard knocking and rapping noises a lot in the past kind of similar to our experience at the Queen Mary a few years ago. However, he said it's much different than what they experience today when they're together. We can't speak for- So they dismiss it kind of as being like, well, no, I mean, like he's always heard knocking, like blah, blah, we are knocking too. It's not just that he heard knocking and I actually didn't include the alphabet part of this clip for some reason in our last episode, but it's not just that he heard knocking, it's that he literally does the alphabet thing where he's right. having them spell something out. What do you mean it's not the same thing as they're experiencing now? Like. We saw it. Yes, it was. That's so weird. Let's speak for Cody and Satori on their experiences because we just met them and honestly don't know. But what we do know is that they're planning on making a video soon to talk about the timeline of everything. As for the whole theory of knocking devices being placed in the shoes or... I don't think the knocking devices is something that makes that much sense. And they say they had them switch shoes, but there is joint popping, for example, that changing shoes wouldn't do anything to disprove that. So basically, I mean, they're just like bullshitting the whole thing. 
Like, they're just saying, no, none of that yes. is real. It's like, well, like, we just met them. We don't know. Or, like, when you are watching something on video, I'm aware that it's not going to be able to be the same as being there in person. But that is very much what Sam and Colby fall back on here is you weren't there. So we get that you might not And, you know, I got to give it to them because had we not just watched the security footage, I would have been like, yeah, I mean, I guess. Then they be really believed it and it must have been different in person. But I don't think so. That's my point. I'm like, even, and I watched that first before I saw this. And I was like, except if you don't believe it at all, that would mean. But they're good at like faking it. Like, I feel like their energy and stuff here. I see why people, especially a younger audience would be like, they're so genuine. Like, they're so, you know, honest with us and stuff. But when you look at everything as a whole and the fact that he's made comments, the main guy speaking, what is it, Colby? He's the one who made the comment of like, none of this is real, right? Oh, Sam Sam made that comment. But yeah, and he's been the main one talking. Sam is the blonde one? Yeah. They basically kind of play both sides to be like, we understand if you don't believe it, you don't have to. We're not telling you you have to. Like, we just, we believe it because we were there. But then you see that clip and you're like, but do you believe it? So that's pretty much it for their response. Oh, but they do say that they have asked Cody and Satori to do another video debunking the like popping things because they're like, we can't prove that that's not what they did. But they do point out that since they were there, it did sound like there's times where it sounds like someone's walking into the room. So like, that doesn't exactly line up with joints popping but we can't tell that because in the video you can't tell the difference of where it's coming from nobody was alluding to the fact that the conjuring house isn't haunted at all we were just saying those two in specific were full of it i feel like if this was real which i don't believe it is if it was real that would be so easy to disprove like literally just no tricks no flexing your calf no nothing just stand there and do it and we're gonna hyper watch every piece of you to make sure you're not popping a joint that's it and i said like take your shoes off and wear shorts that are above the knee. That's literally all you would have to do. And people would be like, well, I don't know how else to explain it. Because I mean, I for one don't know what else it would be. But they point out that they did ask if Cody and Satori would do another debunking video. And conveniently, guess who doesn't want to do that? Oh, really? They said no? Get ready, because now we'll watch Cody and Satori's quick response. Oh, God. It is really hard to understand something when you're seeing it from the outside looking in and you weren't really there in the room. Um, it is something you do have to see in person to truly understand what we are showing you. So when you are seeing it from the other side of a screen, just know we completely understand. And of course, you're going to have a difference of opinion if you are a bit skeptical of the paranormal. Now, there have been so many opinions and theories circulating the internet, such as we're popping our joints, comparing us to the Fox sisters of the spiritualist movement, even that we're building devices that make knocking sounds. And we just want to say that these opinions are completely valid. It's okay to have these opinions. Um, we wish we could put everybody in the room with us to experience this um, phenomena for themselves and to kind of evaluate the environment themselves, but we are physically unable to fit. Now, to clarify the first one, we are definitely not popping any joints in our body to make knocking noises or cracking anything to make knocking noises. Um, we can confirm that the sounds that you hear are actually moving around the entire environment, the entire room. We do have people that have been in the room with us and have claimed to feel the same sound and sensation across the room while people near us have not felt it at all. And we've also had people in the environment claim to feel it on different floors of the entire building and different um, walls and windows and all sorts of things. So it happens kind of everywhere. So hopefully that clarifies that a bit for you. Not really. You're just telling us that doesn't I don't really know anything. what that means. We can confirm that it's not, it's like, well, no, you're just saying that it's not. So that's not confirming it. You would just have to do it barefoot with your knees showing to confirm it, but okay. First of all, it's completely like, who are these people that have told you this? We don't know. Like, this is not evidence. But then also people who believe in the paranormal and maybe more inclined to like, if they hear something could trick themselves into thinking they feel something or something's in the back of them. Like when I am scared of something, I am tripping the fuck out. Everything is a sign. Shadows are demons coming from my soul. Like literally the mind is a very powerful thing so i don't know how much of that means that you're not faking it it's more so like what like they could just be people who are freaked out i don't remember if it's in their video or um sam and colby's but someone does say could that be the power of suggestion 
Yeah, it yeah. could. And they like validate that that could be like feeding into what they're being told and being in that environment, they're believing it anyway. But what them devices that make knocking sounds. We definitely don't have time for that, first of all. And we're not rigging houses with these machines or anything like that. It's a place where you guys work. What do you mean yeah. you don't have time? I think you'd have that? some time to set that up. Know who we're working with or where we're going until we're there. So we're definitely not getting any prior information before we go into these locations. It's completely raw and it's completely natural. And on the Fox sisters, a lot of people throughout paranormal history and even today try to communicate with spirit via the sound of knocking and rapping noises. There's literally equipment that is designed to take the vibration of knocking or banging and associate it with letters. So it's definitely not a unique form of communication that hasn't been done before. Um, there are a lot of similarities and differences between us and the Fox sisters. Okay, here she says, there's a lot of similarities and differences between us and the Fox sisters. But listen to then how they follow that up. If you do your research, um, you will find that by certain accounts, the Fox sisters wouldn't let people see under their long skirts at their feet um, or in certain lighting or from under tables um, by certain accounts. There's also certain accounts that they would only do this for money. They would tell the future, um, things like that. Um, so there are a lot of things that the Fox sisters did do that we cannot and will not do. Um, so we highly recommend looking into them a bit further. Our entire communication- That's all they say on the Fox sisters. So first of all, where's the similarities you talked about? Oh wait, you said those and pretended that they're differences. Because the Fox sisters not letting people see under their skirts is the equivalent of you not doing it with your shoes off. She speaks so like calmly passive aggressive. It's very interesting. She's like, and if you do your research, um, you will find um, that you're a fucking idiot. That's what she wants to say. And they it also, it's like, they only did it for money. Well, again, we've pointed out that they might not charge for for these quote unquote readings, but they do charge for other aspects of their I'm sure they thing. do get so paid like, to be at the conjuring house like on demand. They're employees. Like on the website, they are listed as employees. So they may not charge to do the reading in the conjuring house because the conjuring house already pays them to be there, but this seems like semantics to get around the fact that you are being paid Thank to you. do this. And that alone is a little, you know, questionable. And just the fact that she says there's similarities between us and the Fox sister. What are the similarities? Please. I think it's the alphabet that. thing. I think that's what they're saying. But she doesn't even she leaves that out and then she just focuses like they said they, they were psychic and blah blah i'm like okay but that's not what people are talking about they're talking about the joints language is completely unoriginal um it's been evolved and gathered through knowledge of the spiritualist movement through the use of ouija boards pendulums dowsing rods um there's all different forms of communication that people use to try to spell out names words and make knocking or certain movements. bro i am literally tripping out why is cody not blinking and he is like staring really really hard like with I feel a like we're having a blinking contest this is weird yeah he scares me a little bit <laughs> Now, there are also some other opinions circulating the internet about myself. Some videos that have surfaced from around 2011, 2012 that show myself and the team that I was with communicating to spirit through knocking. Now, first of all, I think pretty much every paranormal investigative team out there, if they've been doing this for some time, has had some sort of communication through knocking. Like Satori mentioned, this is nothing new. Uh, before I met Satori, I had participated on hundreds of investigations, uh, and there were dozens of times that we got communication through knocking. But that you also specifically used an alphabet to do so, which is exactly how you do it now. It's not just that you heard knocking. And the only issue and the reason why people are even bringing it up is because he told Sam and Colby that he can't do it without her, right? That's like the whole thing. It was that they discovered it once like they were doing stuff together. So now they're claiming maybe that was the, like the beginning of when he could do it. And it just got stronger when he met Satori. And it was like, that doesn't exactly line up with the, your explanation. Weird. This day, we're still trying to wrap our minds around how this works. And I don't think we ever will. Those videos may have been the start of something that evolved into what it is now, but not nearly to the level of what we do and what we do now. The interesting thing is, since Sam and Colby's videos have come out about The Conjuring House, we have received hundreds of emails from people around the world claiming that they have had communication through knocking as well, which we find really neat. We may not be the only people that can do this, and maybe us coming out about this publicly is starting to get people to try this more. Thousands of people that we help know what we do is real as well. We just aren't in the business of doing experiment after experiment and becoming a lab rat for the purpose of trying to prove something.
something to people that may never believe in the first place. So the reason they don't want to do another debunking video is because they don't want to be lab rats. Here's the thing, Loki, I almost get that. Like, I understand that. I would if it was like an endless list of things, but literally the main thing that everyone is saying is the joint popping and all they would have to do to debunk that is literally just do it once without shoes and with their knees showing. Yeah, that's true. I, I get their frustration because they already did a debunking video with them. And so it's like, okay, well, when's it gonna fucking end? But that it didn't really address that theory. I agree, but that's on Sam and Colby. I would be like, well, I'm not doing it with those fuckers again. We already did it and it did, like people got more upset. So I don't know, I feel like I understand why I they get don't it, do but it. I think if this was like the main thing that you were getting all of the backlash for, and you could very easily prove that that wasn't the case, interestingly, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like honestly, I just really wouldn't give a shit if it wasn't something that had so much attention on it. Like this is not a small channel. This is not just random ass kids just going to a haunted house and running amok and being weird and disrespectful. Like these kids have profited so so much off of the paranormal world and um it's just weird like what they're doing i don't know what they're getting at but it's definitely disrespectful it's definitely disingenuous and i feel like it's just a money hungry pivot from what they used to do and just said all right this works fuck it i think one of the things that people are most upset about if they are faking everything or just kind of being like blissfully ignorant is because this isn't just like oh, they don't believe in ghosts, no big deal. It's that they portrayed this thing that made people potentially believe in the afterlife. Or like, I saw someone say that it made them less fearful about dying because they knew that there was an out like stuff like that yeah. like they're messing with other people's beliefs For sure. and making them think things that is gonna mess with their psyche i mean it's a sensitive subject and again we mentioned this the last time we spoke about them but their audience their demographic is very very young and i just feel like touching a sensitive topic such as the afterlife paranormal talking to people like your grandmother and even giving that like false hope out there where it's like you watch cody and satori saying oh your grandma's reaching out and then you have hope that maybe one day you'll get to talk to yours like it's just a fucked up thing to mess with i think that definitely especially after that security footage i think they're in on it i think they're well aware i think they're very smart i think they're very um calculated in what they're doing and i can't give them the benefit of the doubt anymore and just be like oh maybe they don't know that i think they know and one other interesting development is that there's a youtuber named exploring with josh and he posted a video recently because he's done actually a bunch of videos with cody and satori over the last few years in his video he basically says, I totally believe them. But now that I've seen like that Cody did it 11 years ago and people are putting forth these theories like the joint popping. He's like, I don't 100% believe them anymore. And he was with them when they were doing it. Uh, he actually did do a video at the Conjuring House with Sam and Colby. But in his own videos, he's done a bunch with Cody and Satori over the years. He doesn't flat out say like, they're frauds, I don't believe them. But he does say, I don't 100% believe them. And until they make a video debunking it, like with shoes off and stuff, I'm not going to do another video with them again. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a load of shit and I think it's pretty easy to see. That security footage was a real twist there. I didn't expect to see that. And then the fact that only 12,729 people at the time of watching this. I wonder it. though, it's probably spread a lot on Twitter and Reddit and stuff. I don't think that I would assume yeah. so yeah but yeah so that's it for Sam and Colby um and I'm curious to see if they ever address the security I don't think situation. they will considering they have been deleting the reddit comments so I wouldn't hold my breath interested to see how that continues to play out because I, yes I agree that they won't address it but if it continues to blow up and becomes unavoidable I'd love to see their response next very very quick little topic that someone tagged me in on Instagram and said Lashgate 2.0 oh god if you guys don't remember Lashgate refers to uh, Michaela Naguera doing the Maybelline. It was Maybelline? Oh, yeah. shit. Which one was it? Was it Maybelline or L'Oreal? L'Oreal. It was? The Lash Lift Mascara? Yeah, yeah. L'Oreal uh, Telescopic Lift Mascara. Insert that here. People are clocking her ass because she obviously put on false lashes in the big reveal of what the mascara looks like. I had to keep going back and I actually have picture comparisons oh because I shit you not. I pictured you doing this. Because it's so insane. Okay, when she puts on oh the mascara. 
<laughs> right? It's insane. Sometimes. When she puts on the mascara and says, this is one coat, <laughs> I'm going to go back and put on another coat. This is the difference. There's a couple things that bamboozle me about this, okay? And I could go, uh, I could write a dissertation on this, okay? So I took the liberty of no, putting where her, where her natural lash ends. It's a very obvious end, okay? And you can compare it <laughs> to what I have here. It's an obvious end and then the lashes continue on. Now, I used to do makeup professionally. I also just fucking love makeup as do the 15 million people who follow her. We're not fucking dumb. I know exactly what she did here. So my first thought, people were saying she put on Ardell Demi Wispies. I was once a Demi Wispy girl for years. Those are not Ardell Demi It looks Wispies. like a full piece. No, it's not. As soon as I saw them, especially the first one she put on, I said, those are individual lashes. The little clusters they sell, you know, that are like- They're individuals and the reason i know that is because the, the length doesn't taper so she went and not only did she do this okay not only did she put on lashes to falsely advertise a product that she was paid let's talk about payment in a second she used all size medium bitch she didn't even taper it off into small well, that's what i said look at the cutoff of where it goes from her normal lat like the it's insane i've seen people who are like well we don't know no, no, no. This is not alleged. There is no like room for speculation. Like she absolutely put on a false lash. I still cannot with how she was able to bounce back from that. And it's not that she did like, well, I mean, yeah, that, isn't that like kind of a crime or like it's illegal to like false advertise like that, but that's separate. I mean, like, I don't know how she still is like a trusted like beauty reviewer. Like people are like, oh my God, what is she recommending? Well, that's the crazy part though is ironically, even before I had watched this Lashgate thing, I um, was editing a video for Angelica where she does a quick update on Michaela saying like, Hey, the reason I haven't covered all of these is because it literally feels like every week she's doing an undisclosed partnership. Have you it's seen the Essence one? No, but she does reference that. Yeah, so the Essence one is a concealer issue and she tried the concealer a while back, said that it was like too heavy, she didn't like it and it didn't really, like it was heavy and didn't have full coverage, which is like the worst of both worlds. Then recently she did a full face of Essence as did many other beauty creators and I'm sure got paid a shit ton for it and was talking about how great she put it on she's like wow look at that full coverage which she literally said it did not provide before when she wasn't paid and then at the end she's like wow just amazing my makeup looks so good it's just bullshit it's like come on girl just be consistent apparently not only have people pointed out when she does do these partnerships they'll find old videos where she's reviewing like basically the same product by the same brand and doesn't like it but i guess people even have begun making it a thing to like guess like is this a sponsored video or is this a normal video and hard oh to tell because she doesn't disclose but apparently just like her whole demeanor and everything is just night and day that happens when you're getting paid a hundred grand for a like two minute tiktok right <laughs> so this has been a consistent problem with her and no it's not like illegal like she's going to jail but the ftc should be finding her and should be finding the brand for that matter in any contract we've signed it very much says like, you have to put this hashtag, you have to do this, you have to use the brand partnership thing. And she never does. Now, I do have to say, I've been around for quite a while on the internet. Contracts didn't used to have that. So like eight years ago, when you were getting a contract from a brand, they didn't give a fuck if you said that it was a paid partnership or not. All they cared about was that you were promoting their product. Now, every single contract has FTC guidelines must be followed. You must say it's sponsored and you must write on the screen it's sponsored. Like it's a whole thing. The reason people got away with it earlier and the reason brands didn't necessarily enforce it is because branded content wasn't as normalized as it is now. Now having a quick ad read in your video isn't gonna make all of your viewers unsubscribe and like not watch you anymore. But there was right. a time when it was kind of like, ew, they're a sellout, this is sponsored, I can't believe this. Right. Until people right. realized content creators don't necessarily make as much money as you you think they do if they don't take the sponsorships. Then she points out TikTok is a newer platform and it is a different audience. And it's also shorter content with people having less of an attention span. So not that it's okay, but it does make sense that maybe people aren't wanting to disclose because they are worried that people will be upset. I mean, I understand too that TikTok is trying to push TikTok shop and stuff, but it really is one giant QVC commercial when you're on that app. Like it is just like every single TikTok is trying to either sell you something. And listen, my mom with her small business is on TikTok shop and it's literally been the only reason she's gotten any sales in like the past month because before that it's just hard to get people to see your stuff so i think it's good for small businesses and stuff but it's every tiktok dude every fucking tiktok is either a creator that's sponsored or a brand pushing a creator that was sponsored or it's a tiktok shop 
Like that's literally all TikTok is. Well, and the fact that it's brand deals, people like Michaela, who have millions and millions and millions of followers aren't disclosing that. And their audience, they don't realize that it's a brand deal. So they do still, for some reason, trust You her. mean verbally discloses what you're trying to get at? Because she does, in the captions, she does disclose Not it. always. She'll say, maybe she does L'Oreal partner or something. Maybe. Like Pat McGrath, I think she did disclose. But like in the video, she'll just say, here's a full face of Pat McGrath. And that's but it. But even like, like she the essence one, I don't believe, I think the hashtags on it were just like essence, like full face of it. Like she doesn't do hashtag ad. She doesn't do. I think that these creators on TikTok have gotten a little bit too comfortable because the FTC hasn't gotten to it yet. Exactly. But they should be concerned. And I did say that in the Lashgate video, I'm pretty sure. Just because you haven't gotten in trouble does not mean that they will not hold you accountable for all the times that you fucked up and did not disclose because it is a big deal to not verbally disclose like even if it's a minute long tiktok you have to say this is sponsored by l'oreal pat mcgrath essence like you have to say that even i've partnered with them but one if they don't do any of that and they either don't put it in the description or like maybe that she does sometimes people don't always read the description what is one of the main things as well that they crack down on on youtube it's putting the fucking thing above the fold like on yes. the description you have to put it before someone has to click show more you need to start disclosing that that's a sponsorship so on tiktok it's not going to fly that the last fucking thing in your caption is partner like no it needs to be the first thing you put just in general should not be something you have to hunt for it should be something that is obvious to the viewer Correct. that they are watching something that the creator was paid to make this is not about michaela that was just the context we needed if you remember that video it was just so blatantly obvious and that's why it was such a thing like literally jesse had done like the side by side comparing it it was just like so absurd i was flabbergasted by that get ready because oh my god i thought this was a parody of that except for that it's on the anastasia which is the eyebrow um brand but they anastasia also, beverly hills anastasia yes we did a beauty trip in there where they did our eyebrows that's also the eyebrow stuff that i use only stuff that i've ever actually liked love the brand but what the fuck was this choice? Because, oh my God, this is an influencer named Lindsay Beauty. She has 101,000 followers, so she's not like a huge creator. She does a video that is on her page as well. It was reposted by Anastasia. And the caption is, no falsies needed. Hashtag ABH lash sculpt mascara will give you extension effect lashes every time. Available now at Sephora. Are you ready? Oh my God. Anastasia Beverly Hills, we need to talk. Because what kind of magic did you guys put in this mascara? I'm literally speechless. It looks like I'm wearing falsies, but I'm not. And the craziest part, I didn't even curl my lashes either. They really popped off with this mascara. Like, Wait for it, because there's a cut before she puts it on the other lashes. But just look at this eye. You can okay. barely see any of her eye, like the top it barely looks like she has any i've seen some people with lashes like that though that they put on mascara and it's like holy shit where were you hiding those except for there's a convenient cut before she applies the mascara and suddenly okay okay she does have lashes there i'm applying it now she has supposedly not applied it yet she implies and suddenly there's oh yeah something there. happened something yes. happened there yeah okay something happened which in that is cut. code for she put falsies on like are you kidding i'm applying it to the other side so you guys can see the magic come to life it's so crazy and it only takes one coat of this it's something about this applicator too that just coats every single lash and it leaves them with such you can even see like the difference in length at certain point like those are false lashes yeah like, so up. what she did was actually what i like to do it's not what i'm doing today but what i normally do when i'm wearing false lashes is i get the little clusters like for diy at home lash extensions have you seen yeah, those yeah. and then i glue them under my waterline so if i were to look down you literally would not see a l anything like you wouldn't see any piece of a lash and it's the most natural way to do it that kind of looks like what she did and she didn't put a whole lot of them either like she has really nice bottom lashes so she does have naturally nice lashes but I don't know about this nice. And the fact that there's the cut between her being like, and now I'm gonna show you putting it on the other one. I'm like, well, what happened though in between? What are the comments? I already see one negative. What is the like majority of people saying? Why y'all gotta lie to sell product and get views? Definitely should show it start to finish without cuts because it seems like she's wearing fake lashes. <laughs> it looks amazing and she's stunning, but looks like there's a band above her lash line if you zoom in. 
I mean, you can see the band. Why do you have to lie? Oh, shit. See, that's what I was worried about because my astigmatism and I'm also wearing lashes. So it's hard for me to see. I'm like, fuck. I want to be able to see like with Michaela's. I knew exactly what model lash she used. And I was hoping to be able to I'll do that. I'll show you here. a side by side like afterwards. But like, I'm telling you, it is embarrassing that they thought that this was going to pass. It's as bad, if not worse, I think, than Michaela's. Yeah, because she tried to like almost extra pull it off. Michaela put on one coat. Remember, the false lashes was her second coat that was done off camera. Exactly. She did this weird cut where before she puts the mascara, there were lashes put on. And then she's just like trying to put mascara on those lashes. And you could see the random like extra sprouts of it in certain spaces. Because you don't really put mascara on false lashes. It looks weird. If you keep scrolling down comments, those are falsies crying laughing. I dare you to zoom in. Oh my God. Someone even um, references the Michaela. So everyone had the same exact opinion. I guess I just don't get the point. Again, it's like maybe she wanted to be featured on Anastasia's page. But like... Why the fuck would Anastasia put it on their page when it's so obvious? I don't know. These brands, I just, I guess I don't understand what they're doing at this point. Because even to caption it, no falsies needed, girly pop. Why would you do that? Maybe they did it just to get like engagement. I don't know. Well, influencer marketing is alive and well. Love that for them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's um pretty much, that was a short one, but interesting. And the Michaela effect, where it's just encouraging other people to do the exact same shit, thinking that it's going to help them get to her level. I'll never understand that. Like... I feel like your word as an influencer is fucking everything. Once you fuck that up, but it's apparently over. not. I mean, yeah, I guess. Again, with Michaela, she has recovered like I've never seen before. It's not that she shouldn't have. I don't think she's like a horrendous human being who doesn't deserve anything good. But I think she should have acknowledged it to be able to recover. But instead, she just pretended it was not a thing, and instead, actually made jokes. That's about what it. I was gonna say. She actually didn't pretend it was not a thing. She trolled the fuck out of the internet and made a joke out of it. And I'm like, maybe that would be funny if you probably didn't make like three hundred thousand dollars on that campaign then that would be a little bit funnier but it's not funny because you banked off of lying to your followers and that's not fun all it would take is for the ftc to crack down like they obviously can't crack down on everyone but someone like michaela with that many followers they should be cracking down and they should take the money she got from that have the brand pay what they paid her and then like donate it somewhere whatever that's gonna set a precedent and not encourage other people to do the same shit like it'll trickle down like it did on youtube where people do have to disclose and that is the norm now yeah uh well we made it to the end if you made it here to this point we really appreciate you because this was a semi-long one so hope you had a snack or something it was i didn't expect the sam and colby uh update to be as long but so many people came out with videos it was just a yeah everybody responded um but anyway that is all we have for you guys today i hope you had a great weekend and have a wonderful rest of your week and as always we will see you on friday bye bye